0: assignment. I get sent to a lot of places I can't even pronounce. They all spell the same thing, though, trouble. But when I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize that this assignment's going to show me that sometimes the only way you can come out of one of these deals alive is to ask a guy to shoot you.
2: Morning, Commissioner. You sent for me? Steve, you ever hear of Yin yi Hop? Sounds like a new jump tune, is it? That name first came to our attention during the court-martial of an American army officer in the Philippines shortly after the war, Major Vance Morgan. Oh, yeah. He had something to do with the disappearance of medical supplies, arms, and ammunition from one of our bases there, didn't he? Evidence brought out at the trial was all against Morgan, yet he insisted he was innocent. He claimed he'd been investigating the matter before his arrest, that the theft was the work of an organization headed by this Yin-Yi Hop. I see. Morgan claimed further that he'd actually seen this Mr. Hop, that he wasn't an Oriental, but an American. You see, the matter wasn't dropped after Major Morgan was discharged from the service.
0: You mean this Yin Yi Hop has
2: been found? We think so. We think he's a man named Sutherland who is now living in Rangoon. We're pretty sure he's still active in the business of running guns. Why don't we grab him? We will, as soon as we find someone who can identify him as Yin Yi Hop. And that someone is ex Major Morgan, huh? Where is he? We got our first lead on him yesterday from an old friend of his in New Guinea, an ex-army flyer named Foster. Check with him, Steve, and move fast. We've got a tip that someone else is looking for Morgan. Oh, Sutherland, maybe, huh? Yes, Steve, you've got to get to Morgan before they do. Well, that's it. You've got your assignment. Good luck.
1: National Broadcasting Company is presenting Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell, colorful two-fisted government agent. At all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another Dangerous Assignment. In a moment, we'll bring you tonight's Dangerous Assignment adventure, but first, let me remind you about some of tomorrow's great shows on the NBC radio network. Thursday brings Western songs and adventure with Roy Rogers, Dale Evans, and all the folks at the friendly Double R Bar Ranch in Paradise Valley. And for the whole family's comedy entertainment, there's Father Knows Best starring Robert Young. Another fine Thursday evening treat is Truth or Consequences, America's favorite party game, presided over by Ralph Edwards. We know you'll enjoy these three fine programs tomorrow and every Thursday evening, so be sure to be in our audience for the Roy Rogers Show, Father Knows Best, and Truth or Consequences, tomorrow. Check your local paper for the time of broadcast.
0: Sure, I've got my assignment. Get on the trail of an ex-Army major named Vance Morgan. Find him before some hatchet man out of Rangoon does. And eliminates the prize witness in our case against an American gunrunner formerly known as Yin Yi Hot. It's late Wednesday afternoon when my plane lands at Monoka on the northwest tip of Netherlands, New Guinea. I head across the airstrip to a small hangar bearing a sign, East India Freight Company, Nicholas Foster, President. Inside, sitting in a 2 before office, I find Nicholas Foster himself. I flash my credentials. Tell me, Steve, what's all this to do about Morgan? Nothing. We'd just like his help. His help? Fat chance. Meaning that he might not be so eager to cooperate? Meaning that. The court-martial was a big jolt. Well, we can clear him if he'll play ball. I'll do anything I can to help. Where is he? Can't say. I thought you saw him a couple of days ago. Yeah, I was down at the docks checking on a cargo coming in from Manila when I spotted Morgan aboard a small ship, one of those copra traders. He was just pulling out. I nosed around the waterfront, but no one seemed to know much about him, except he had a plantation on one of the islands off the coast. That ship he was on? Called the Codona. Should be back in port now. Sounds like my best lead. So you find out what islands Morgan's on. Then your troubles are just beginning. What do you mean? You no, know, just that there's a small-scale war going on. Gorillas? Separationalists, they call them. Their beef is with the Indonesian government. Those islands out there are crawling with the natives, armed with poison arrows, and they don't like strangers. Poison arrows, you had a real comforting thought. Well, thanks for the info, Foster. I'll see you later. later, I wind up at the docks, and sure enough, there's a small copra trader tied up. The only one on board is a native youngster, and he doesn't tune in on my frequency at all, even when I resort to sign language. He keeps grinning and pointing over the rail, so I have a look. I spot someone swimming underwater, gliding back and forth along the side of the ship. Then the swimmer comes up for air. I come up for a little air, too, when I see who it is. Then she's up on deck, coming toward me, right out of Esquire. Hello. Hello. Hey, you're quite a swimmer.
3: You are looking for someone?
0: Yeah, the skipper of this ship.
3: I am the skipper. You? What is it you wish?
0: I'm looking for a man named Morgan. Maybe you could take me to him.
3: No, that would be impossible at this time. My ship is in need of repairs. The hull has been damaged.
0: Running the blockade?
3: Blockade? I do not know what you mean.
0: Look, you can stop being cagey. I'm just interested in finding Morgan. Here, you better have a look at my credentials.
3: American agent... I see. He's in trouble?
0: No, just want to talk to him. Where is he?
3: There's an island called Ipo. He lives there alone at a small plantation. Perhaps I could get a message to Morgan.
0: Well, that would save me a lot of time and trouble. Tell him who I am and that I've got to talk to him. We need his help.
3: Where are you staying?
0: Well, I noticed a hotel a few blocks back there, as good as any.
3: I know the one you speak of. You can expect me by sundown. <laughs>
0: Spend the rest of the afternoon scouting the dock area just in case the girl's message doesn't reach Morgan. Fine, luck is all bad. I can't find a single skipper who's willing to run the blockade, let alone face a hail of poisoned arrows. The setting sun hangs over the horizon like a big orange as I wander back to the hotel. The girl is already there, waiting for me in the lobby. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. Or are you early? Your
3: message was delivered, Mr. Mitchell.
0: Good. What's Morgan's answer?
3: Well, I. Don't quite understand, but...
0: What did he say?
3: Two words, Mr. Mitchell. Drop dead.
0: She gives me a nice deadpan reading. Without cracking a smile, she turns and walks out. Well, that's it. If Morgan won't come to me, I've got to go to him, blockade or no blockade. I hurry over to Foster's office at the airport. He's not around. I finally find him in a broken-down gin mill... No, no, no soap, Steve. So I fly you over the island in my plane. So the Indonesians don't like this, and they beef to the Dutch. The Dutch beef to me. I'm in Dutch. I can square it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could. So? Well, there's something else wrong with the idea. So you parachute out of my plane. The natives let fly with their arrows. You look like a pincushion before you hit the ground. Well, you can drop me off the island, and I swim ashore. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that, I suppose. Sure. Okay, then. Well, except for one teensy little thing. Now what? The East India Air Freight Line, of which I am president, happens to have only one plane and one pilot. And at this moment, both of them are in Singapore.
1: Ah, 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 don't say it.
0: So I don't say it, I just think it... I wander back outside and then down along the docks. Suddenly, I spot a ship tied up that I didn't see there this afternoon. It's a small Dutch patrol boat. I head for the office of the port director. I fill him in on the situation while he shifts a cigar from one side of his mouth to the other. Finally, he grinds it out in an ashtray. We will, of
4: course, be most eager to cooperate with you in this matter, Herr Mitchell... However, we must first consult with the Indonesian authorities. Sure. It's their island and their blockade. I see no reason why they should deny us permission to enter their waters. There will undoubtedly be lookouts on Ipo, So the problem will be how can we get you ashore without being seen. That might take a bit of doing. Mm. Tell me, do you swim? Yeah. Good. You may have to before the night is over. <laughs>
0: Pour over the map, talk over the strategy, and then he puts in a long-distance call to Batavia. The Indonesian government gives us the green light, and my friend, the port director, says he'll take it from there. So there's nothing else for me to do but go back to the hotel and wait for word that the patrol boat is ready to shove off. It's almost 11 that night when there's a rap on my door. The gent standing there holds an automatic in his hand It doesn't take a genius to figure out real fast that he's not from the Dutch patrol. Hello, Mitchell. I don't think we've ever met, have we? You've heard of me, I'm sure. Allow me to try a guess. Sutherland? Good. Good for you, Mitchell. All right, inside.
2: Move. Hmm. All packed, ready to go. Planning a little trip? Maybe. Of course. Board the Dutch patrol ship. I'll trouble you for your identification, your credentials, Mitchell. Hand them over. Why, Sutherland? I'll
0: need them when Lieutenant Berndahl arrives to pick you up. You intend to take my place, huh? It won't work, Buster. Why not? Because I happen to know Lieutenant Berndahl. Berndahl?
2: Did I say Berndahl? Hmm? Oh, I wonder who he is. I really met Lieutenant Van de <laughs> Sorry, Mitchell. Okay, Sutherland. Pick up the marbles. And your papers, Mitchell. Quick. What's the hurry? Turn around.
0: Turn around. Okay, okay, but what... Oh! The gun butt behind my ear knocks me to the floor real fast. I try to get up, but my arms have suddenly turned to jelly. It's no go. I can feel Sutherland's hands giving me a fast frisk. I can also hear someone coming up the stairs down the corridor, and I know it's someone from the patrol boat. I make one more try to get to my feet, but Sutherland slams a heel on me. And like they say, everything goes black.
1: Steve Mitchell will continue his dangerous assignment in just a moment. You would be a poor businessman to invest money without determining what your dividend would be, so I'd like to tell you what return you'll receive on your investment in your community chest. Normally, about 40% of 100 families receive directly services of some kind from one or more red feather agencies during the year. Such services include aid to the handicapped, to orphan children, to the aged, and to the sick and needy. All families benefit indirectly because these services work to make your community a healthier, happier, better place in which to live. This year, it's a bigger Red Feather because the United Red Feather campaigns must raise $17 million extra to provide for the United Defense Fund services, which include 257 USO clubs, USO camps, American Relief for Korea, and many others. So when you make your contribution, give enough to cover normal needs plus an extra amount for the added services, Made necessary by this defense emergency. Remember, it's a bigger red feather this year. Give the United Way. Now back to Dangerous Assignment and Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. <laughs>
3: Mm-hmm. Wait, wait a moment. I untie the gag.
0: Well, the little mermaid, thanks. What are you doing here anyway?
3: Well, I came to talk about Morgan, Mr. Mitchell. Oh? I am Anna. I'm his
0: girlfriend. This comes as no great surprise, Anna.
3: I'm worried about him. Is he in some kind of trouble?
0: He sure will be if Sutherland gets to him. Oh,
3: I do not understand. Come
0: on, untie me, and I'll fill you in on the way to the waterfront. <laughs> There's the boat.
3: It is getting ready to shove off. Two men on deck.
0: One of them must be the lieutenant. The other is Sutherland. They see us. Sutherland's pulled a gun. Lieutenant, watch out. Ah. He's hit. Steve. Uh, Sutherland dove in.
3: Can you see him anywhere?
0: No. Too dark. No telling where he is. Are you okay, Lieutenant? Yeah. Yeah. Who are you? Steve Mitchell. Mitchell. But I thought... This other guy was impersonating me. Where'd he get you, in the shoulder? Yeah, it is not bad. Bad enough to keep you from doing any swimming, that's a cinch.
3: I will go with you, Steve. You? Of course, I know every foot of that island.
0: It is a long swim.
3: Steve has seen me
0: swim. Okay, Anna. Looks like there's no time to do anything else. Let's shove off, Lieutenant.
4: as close to the island as we had better cover the boat. How oh, far offshore are we? A little less than a mile. You both have your swim fins on, oxygen bottles in place, face masks. Right. All right. You can swim on the surface until you get within a quarter of a mile of the beach. Then you should go underwater the rest of the way. You'll have plenty of oxygen to take you in. Okay.
3: We can swim underwater into a lagoon very near Morgan's plantation.
4: Good. As to your escape plan, you will have only two hours ashore. A small corporate trader will pick you up at this point. A schooner which actually is an Indonesian patrol boat. Two hours? Well, here goes.
0: We swim as quietly as we can for a few minutes, then about a quarter of a mile offshore, we rig up the tubes from our oxygen bottles and go underwater. Anna leads the way, and if I had any doubts about her swimming ability, they're gone now. My only problem is keeping up with her. We slip past a reef and through a small channel into an inlet. Another minute, and she heads for the surface. I follow In the center of a tiny lagoon, we swim to the shore, climb out, take off our oxygen bottles and swim fins and hide them in the underbrush.
3: There. Come, the plantation is half a mile straight ahead.
0: Okay. What was it? Could be a bird or it could be a signal. Hey, get down. What is it? There in the moonlight,
3: Curillas.
0: Dozens of them, bows and arrows. Here they come. They're gone. Let's get out of here.
3: Good. The light is on. He must be here. Anna. Hello, Morgan.
4: What are you doing here? Who's this?
3: This is Steve Mitchell. I brought him to see you.
4: Mitchell? You take a lot of convincing, fella. Didn't you get my answer to your note? Yeah, I got it, Morgan. You're right. I do take
0: a lot of convincing. I guess you do, too. You're wasting your time, Mitchell. Look, you're the only one who can identify Sutherland as the boy behind all this gun running out here. So what?
3: Morgan, Steve has come a long way.
4: Look, so you're bitter. I can't say I blame you, but... Oh, I'm bitter. And that's not all. I'm happy here, Mitchell. Now, why should I bother with anything else?
0: You're a little paradise, huh? That's right. Some paradise with a small-scale war going on around you. They'll settle it. Sure, for a while, but it'll blow up again. Yeah? As long as there are guys like Sutherland on the loose, selling guns, stirring up the natives to fight instead of letting them settle their problems peacefully. There's never going to be any peace in any of these places while rats like Sutherland are floating
4: around... You, uh, through with the speech? Yeah. Okay, I'll take you back to the beach. Don't bother. You probably wouldn't make it alone if the natives know you're here. I'm the only guy they let alone. I guess that's because I leave them alone. It's a pretty good rule to follow, Mitchell. You ready? You ready?
0: So the three of us head back to the spot where Anna and I had ditched our swim equipment. We pick it up and start for the beach. I don't want to admit I'm licked yet, but it doesn't look like there's much more I can do or say. I don't know whether anything I've already said has gotten through to Morgan or not. If so, he gives no sign of it. Then suddenly a bunch of gorillas looms up ahead of us on the trail. Anna and I freeze. Morgan stops us and steps up ahead. When the gorillas see him, they move aside and we pass by. They stare at us, sullen, suspicious. Two minutes later, we pass another group. Same story.
3: Look at them. Look at their faces.
4: Don't worry. You're all right as long as they see me with you. I don't think that's what's worrying, Anna, Morgan.
3: No. I recognize some of these people. I know how they used to be, smiling and happy. Remember the festivals, Morgan? So? No more festivals. No more music.
0: Well, could be a lot worse, I guess. What do you mean? They've only got bows and arrows now. Ought to be
4: a lot more exciting when they get guns. The surf looks quiet tonight. You shouldn't have any trouble getting through it.
3: There's the corporately out there waiting for us.
4: Is that yours, Al?
3: No, it's an Indonesian patrol boat. They told us it would be along to pick us up. Morgan,
4: if you would only... It's about a mile out to that boat, looks like. So? So you think I can make it without swim fins? Morgan. Yeah. You win, Mitchell. No.
0: I kind of think you just did. of us wade out through the surf and start swimming, they spot us from the boat and move in closer. Pretty soon, we're alongside. A husky native hauls us aboard one by one. Anna takes one look at him and sidles up to me.
3: Steve, hmm. he's the one who was trying to find more than the other day.
0: Sutherland's
2: stooge? That's right, Mitchell. What? Sutherland. Yeah. Stand real still, all of you. As you can see, I got a Tommy gun. My boy Peru there is real handy with his knife, and those three in the bow are no sissies either. Okay, you've proved your point, Sutherland. Now what? Now we get out of here nice and quiet before the real patrol boat shows up. Then I get all three of you out of my hair, once and for all.
0: I know whatever I do, it's got to be fast. Then I get an idea. It all hinges on the fact that Sutherland doesn't want to make any noise and probably won't risk a shot. I hope. Suddenly I dive toward him. Sure enough, he swings the barrel of the Tommy gun down at my head. I'm expecting it, so I roll with it. As it catches me behind the ear, I fall to the deck and roll onto my back, pretending to be out. Okay, Baru. Finish him off with your knife. The native comes at me with his knife. Just what I want. My legs are doubled up. When he gets close, I lash out, and one of my swim fins slaps him across the face and knocks what? him back toward the And then is... Burst catches Baru full in the back. I dive for Sutherland's legs before he can shoot again. He hits the deck hard. Morgan grabs the Tommy gun out of his hand, swings it toward the three natives in the bow.
4: All right, just stay where you are,
0: fellas, and don't get any ideas. Steve, are you all right? Yeah. Yeah, it's more than we can say for Baru, I guess.
4: Hey, take a look over there. Patrol boat. Good. They can put Sutherland and his boys on ice for us. You know, you're a pretty handy lad with those swim fins, Mitchell. Yeah, but there's one
0: thing I don't understand. Oh, what's that? Well, usually when you slip a guy a fin, the least he can do is say thanks, but not Baroo. You know, I don't think he liked it a bit.
1: Our star, Brian Donlevy, will return in just a moment. Tuesday evenings are filled with top comedy entertainment on the NBC radio network, and I'd like to take a moment to remind you about our Tuesday night programs. Red Skelton at Zany Clown of Clowns makes Tuesday his stopping-off place for great comedy entertainment. We know you'll enjoy the wonderful characterizations of this top radio comedian when you listen each Tuesday on the NBC station in your own area. And, of course, Tuesday wouldn't be complete without two lovable, laughable comedy teams, Fibra McGee and Molly and Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. With Martin and Lewis, it's mirth and madness from start to finish. Then, from 79 Wistful Vista, Fibber and Molly entertain for 30 chuckling good minutes of comedy listening. And a new show on your Tuesday calendar, Two for the Money, proves that there's a lot of laughs to be had when you make it a weekly date with the Tuesday night comedy lineup on the NBC radio network. Check your local newspaper for the time of broadcast of all these great shows, and tune them in on your favorite NBC station, Next Tuesday evening.
0: Next week, I parachute into the jungle, right into the barrel
1: of a gun. That will be Steve Mitchell's dangerous assignment next week. Included in tonight's cast were Dan Riss, Betty Lou Gerson, Paul Duboff, Jack Moyles, and Stacey Harris. This is John Storm speaking. Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell with Herb Butterfield as the commissioner, is written by Bob Rife and Adrian John Doe, and is directed by Bill Carn. Be with us again next week at this time, when Brian Donlevy, in the role of Steve Mitchell we will embark on another transcribed dangerous assignment. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.
0: That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.